Welcome to Cash Grab, the podcast where we look through different franchises that have been turned into video games and decide if they are cash grabs or not. My name is Tom. And I'm Steph. And this is Cash Grab. It seems like a perfect time to do like action music right there. Like, you dum, know, dum, dum. and welcome to the news. But we don't. <laughs> we should quickly uh, mention Adam's not here again. Yes, this He's is still uh, away making Game Boy Color games. Yes, I hear Hercules has been hugely successful overseas. Hercules yeah, yeah. for the Game Boy Color. So he's porting it over now to uh well not porting, but he's he's whatever it's called. Uh transporting. That's the one. <laughs> not translating, he's transporting it over to England. So over we'll to see. England. We'll see how it goes. I think it's gonna go absolutely amazing. We're um, gonna have to the the Vietnamese market loves it, <laughs> so the, the British market must love it. Yeah, of course. So that should be good. And Tom, you'll be happy to know. Oh, I can move back and forth, and there's yes. no squeaking anymore. Yes, there are going to be there no I more fixed squeaks the chair. coming from Steph's fucking chair. It's about Ain't that time. nice, eh? He, he, uh, obviously, you guys cannot see what I'm seeing, but Steph <laughs> is kind of rocking back and forth in a really awkward motion, whilst <laughs> looking at me dead in the soul of my eyes. You know. Yep. Um, Before I used to do it, you used to squeak and it ruined the moment, but it now did. it's perfect. Yeah, now now you guys will <laughs> never know when Steph's <laughs> being creepy. <laughs> Lucky me. It means I can research things on a computer without uh, being obvious about it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So actually, the, po- uh, the podcast has become much more professional. A lot more professional, in fact. God damn. God, that's well, the first. Well, with that. this new uh, professional outlook we have on Cash Grab... We are going to talk today, which is our fifth episode, is it not, Steph? It is indeed, yeah. Heart damn. Episode five. Woo. So today, we are talking about uh, Attack of the Mutant, which is part of the Goosebumps franchise. Yeah. That I imagine everyone would know about, to be honest. Everyone I mean, should know about it. Well, Goosebumps or Attack <coughs> of the Mutant? Uh, goosebumps in general. Oh, okay. It's the type of thing, like... You you just grew up with it, kind of whether you liked it or not. If if you're a, if you're a child of the like late eighties or nineties, you will have grown up with Goosebumps. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ev- every single yeah, like uh, like I remember reading the books and stuff. Although I never remember really watching the shows. No, yeah, I, I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched quite a few of them. I used to have them on VHS. Oh, awesome! They came in like that's pretty cool. They came in like the uh, the Goosebumps green box did it have like you know remember with the books that you could feel like the, the slime goo. yeah the uh i don't remember to be honest oh i just remember them being green oh <laughs> I, I had one i had one about garden gnomes and it was like it was quite scary i i look at you confused but at the same time i shouldn't be surprised considering what the fuck we've had to watch today yeah so like i say this particular um episode or book or well, it's a two-parter Yes, it's a damn two-parter because they they deemed it worthy of being, you know, it's worthy of 40 minutes of airtime, apparently, on TV. I would disagree. Yeah, (laughs) we'll we'll, we'll get into it, but yeah, I disagree. Yeah, so so initially, of course, Goosebumps, uh, as with all of the episodes or any other thing they made, because they did make other games as well, didn't they? I I remember my cousin used to have one and it was in a fun fair. Yes, yeah, it was like a point. Remember? It was like a point and click game. Yes, and there's yeah, like, there like a shadowy beast in it. I think they've just released it for PS4, haven't they? Uh, what? Yeah, I think they re-released it on PS4. Yeah. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, because I got all excited thinking it was Attack of the Mutant, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was the point and click game. We should we should um, 
clarify that Steph actually has a history with Attack of the Mutant. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Bit biased towards this one. Just like Hercules. I had it when I was a kid. Played yep. it all the time. It's a game you could probably complete in like half an hour. I, I think I think if you're as wise and knowledgeable about this game as you are, Steph, then half an hour is definitely <laughs> yeah. a good mark to aim for. <laughs> I was a bit rusty on the gameplay. You'll see a bit later, but it was still great. Well, you you definitely outshined most people. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. But, um, but right, yeah, this this was the first time I had seen the show that yeah. it was based on. Yes, yes. Yeah? Yeah, likewise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, initially, as with all Goosebumps thing, it was initially a book, and the original Attack of the Mutant was published in, hang on just a second, November 1994. So that was actually two years previous to the show coming out. Which came so, out in September 1996. Damn! Yeah, you've got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. September nineteen ninety six. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, that's a two year gap, where obviously in that space they decided that Attack of the Mutant was definitely a, a book which was worthy enough to be made into a TV. I episode. think for that two years they were just writing the script for the forty minutes. Oh damn, the script. Well, the script <laughs> is something to, to talk about. <laughs> so I mean, let, let's get into like kind of like the basic plot of what Attack of the Mutant is all about for the TV show. For the TV show, yeah, because they it all kind of does differ, and and we will just say we're not entirely a hundred percent sure if this is totally true to the book or not. We have no idea. None of us have ever looked at the book. No, but we're we're assuming it 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 is. So yeah, but basically, Attack of the Mutant follows a boy called Skipper, yes, who is obsessed with comic books and comic book heroes, specifically um, the Galloping Gazelle. <laughs> Well, no, his favourite, he, he loves the villain, who the is masked the mutant. masked mutant. Yeah. But then he's up against, oh, what were they, super, no, what were they the, called? The Galloping Gazelle. Yeah, but they had like a group name. Oh, it's something really shit, like the Super Friends. There wasn't the Super Friends. That's from South, uh, South Park, isn't it? Is that what they're called? Yeah, that's, that's when they've got like yeah. Moses and Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um... Oh, what was what were they called? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm gonna have to research. Aren't, it. They, aren't they something? They, they are something like the League of Friends, the League of Good Guys. Oh, for fuck's sake! That's what it is. It's the League of Good Guys. The League of Good Guys, right? Yeah, so, League of Good Guys. Yeah. What, what is the League of who? So the Galloping Gazelle is like the leader of the league. Well, the of only thing in the TV show, the only one that you see is Galloping Gazelle. Yeah, played by. Adam Wee. <laughs> the one and only. The world's Nobody one messes with Adam Wee. <laughs> the world's one true superhero, Adam West, is... The one and only Batman. Yes, is stars as... Well, it doesn't star. He, he's kind of like a he, guest he's appearance. He's in it for about a minute. Five minutes? Well, what, what, <laughs> he, he kind of says, he kind of like says to the kid, you're going to be the new hero. Uh, we're getting into it a bit, but we might as well talk about this because it's, it's a bit of a ridiculous... Mm. You know, it really highlights how Adam West's career kind of collapsed into total anonymity. <laughs> but it was like, he kind of points out a, a, an overweight child saying, you're going to be a hero. He leads this child up a stairs. Adam West gets out of breath, gets attacked by a masked mutant after sitting on the masked mutant's lap. This is true. Yeah, yeah, this This, this is true. And then Adam West, as the galloping gazelle continues to spin around for about a minute yeah he just spins around and then falls over 
and then says, yeah. I'm out here. He basically says, it's a lethal <laughs> weapon in it. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, it's, that's, he, that's it's basically like what he Danny does. Glover. Yeah, that's yeah, basically yeah. what he does. And then he goes, you're in charge. And then does one. That's him for the rest of the... That's it. Yeah, he just disappears. You don't hear from him again. No, he's gone. Good old Adam West. But go on, give us a little a little rundown of what the TV show is about. Right, so as we're saying, this this guy, this kid, Skipper, who's a 12-year-old boy, uh, overweight boy, may I add. This is... And I'm... I, You know... It, it actually is needed to know, yeah. Yeah, this is actually a point of contention in the TV series or whatever the episode but um yeah he's obsessed with you know this whole kind of mass mutant the league of good guys blah 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 blah, blah. it's totally enveloping his life apparently he's obsessed with he it he's obsessed because he reads um, like how often they come out one or actually they came out really quickly in this didn't they like the comic books he was getting a yeah. new one like, every day but the, the thing is i think they were but they're only like four pages yeah but yeah they were really true. small the ones he was getting yeah that's true so <laughs> But he was always reading them anyway. <laughs> Took yeah. him a long time. So I mean, I mean, he has—he seems to have one friend at school <clears throat> who is a guy who collects rocks. Yeah, and then he takes the piss out of the guy who collects comic books. Yeah, saying that's weird that you collect comic books. But then whilst kid... he has a bag full of rocks. Yeah, and I think, hang on, I—I I, I took out a line because at one point they're—they're they're both at school, um, and they're just about to have lunch, and. The uh, skipper, the main character, is talking about comic books and he's talking about the mass mutant and all this, that and the other. And then the other kid, his friend, who you don't know, you don't never find out his name, do you? It's just like... No, I don't think you rock, do. Just, uh, uh, rock, rock, uh, oh, we, you, call, you, we called him Geo. Geo. Because he's obviously a geologist. A geologist. Geologist, yeah. <laughs> or, or an aspiring <laughs> geologist, yeah. But, um, so, like, he's like, basically, Geo says, oh, you know, that's so lame. Comic books are so lame. You're so silly. And then Skipper says, so what What have you got? And he goes, I've got this rock. And it's really special. And Skipper says, why is it special? And he says, if you hold it like this, it looks like a duck. And I must point out, it didn't look like a duck. No, it looked like a rock. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't even like remotely look like a duck. No, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. So basically, Skipper is... I don't think there is an issue with Skipper and his reading of comic books. No, it's but com- I think I com- think like, Geo has issues. Like that kid's fucked. Yeah, that, that's a that's a bit of a weird comic books. I don't understand. There was there was very like something you pointed out later because a lot of people say to Skipper throughout this that he shouldn't be reading comic books. His mum says it. His dad says it. Yep. Uh, the Mask Mutant says it. Yes. The bus driver says it. That was the weirdest thing. Yeah. That was the wi- the weirdest point of this was the bus driver. It was just, it was very, I don't understand why there was such a like hate on comic books throughout this <laughs> whole it's thing. It's weird, isn't it? It was very weird, yeah. But like, you know, get, getting back to things just a bit, you know, eventually um, after this day at school and whatnot, Skipper ends up going on, uh, getting like the bus back home and he ends up chatting with uh, an, a girl called Libby who seems like really lovely kid. You know, she's actually interested in what he's reading. They get talking and they just instantly spark up a friendship for no particular reason. They're yeah. just like, yeah, we're friends now. We're cool. Blah, blah, They blah. both like comic books. Yeah. She likes different ones to him and he instantly says why she's a dick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he just I mean, slates in, what in, she in likes. fairness, he's lucky to have any fucking friends at yeah. all. <laughs> Straight away, he's like, well, what you like, shit. Yeah, exactly. And this is why. And then pulls out a list of reasons. <laughs> yeah. and, and then still, she's like, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. So it's she, like, damn, you've, you've got it. a good friend there. Like, don't fuck that shit up. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, I mean, like, 
skip is a bit of a pain in the ass, but you know. Oh well. What can you do? What can you do? But um, yeah. So he meets this girl Libby, and they start kind of like, you know, developing this friendship over some time. She gets more involved in the comic books he's interested in with this mass mutant and whatnot. The thing is, Skipper ends up like it seems like he starts blurring the lines of reality and fiction. Yeah. So what happens is yeah. he uh he gets a comic book, and he gets all excited when he meets Geo, and he says they're gonna reveal what the mask mutants headquarters looks like yeah so then geo's like have they not already done that and then they've they've gone for typical stereotype comic book nerd and he's like well on issue seven page 42 like <laughs> the panel two is yeah it, he it, knew it, the fucking panel and it's just like come on like come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so they've done that and apparently he talks about it but didn't show it but then in this comic book that he's just got they've shown it Mm-hmm. So when he gets off the bus with Libby the first time meeting her, it was the first time meeting. No, uh, no, yeah, he's no. he gets off the bus the first time he met her, and she carries on. Yeah, it's and, the um, second time, isn't it? He looks up, and then all of a sudden, the headquarters is there. Yeah, and then yeah, literally, it's just there. Then did he go in it then, or did he not? No, that it? that's when he's lo- he like looks through the front door. Doesn't see anything, oh, yeah, but he's yeah. looking for it for about five minutes, doesn't see anything, and then as soon as he walks away, the face of the masked mutant appears at the door, and it's like, who the fuck's looking through my window? I don't want any Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, I don't want Girl Scout cookies. I've got a big sign which says, no junk mail, <laughs> and I don't speak to Jehovah's <laughs> at all. And That's what the sign says. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It, it rolls on onto the floor. Yeah, it's like, there's a long list of people he doesn't want to see. Just paint on concrete on the floor. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so, I mean, you know... So, in the second time yeah, he's on the bus, on. he's with Libby this time. Yes, yes. And they both get off the bus. Because he's... Because uh, Skipper is apparently going to an orthodontist appointment. By yes. himself, without his parents, and he's, like, 10 years old. Fucking... No, I think he's, like... 13. Oh, he's 12. He's 12. He 12? Yeah. 12. He, he makes a very big point of it at one point. Yeah. Anyway, they get off the bus. The building's not there anymore. Yep. It's gone. And then he's there all confused, rubbing his eyes and or not understanding what's it? going on. Yeah. Oh. Next day, he gets the next issue of the comic book. Yeah. Or later that day. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was in the evening. It must have been in the evening. The post comes through in the literally like, like every day he's getting a new <laughs> yeah. issue. I wish most people thought, like, like oh, I think most people wish that they were getting a new issue every day. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That would be wicked, wouldn't it? It would. Um, Chat to Skipper. Yeah. He'll sort a, you out. Got a hookup. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, in that, if, um, I was going to say episode. In that issue, mm-hmm. it says that the Mars Mutants like, oh, they've found my headquarters, but I've put an invisible curtain around it so they'll never be able to see it. I wanted, to, yeah, I, I wanted to make a point of this, right? <laughs> it, when when we say his headquarters, this is comparable to large buildings in Seattle, which is where this is based because they had the kind of Seattle uh, kind of tall. Yeah, I forgot what it's called. Uh, like. Kind of looks like the shower, but it's got a ball at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, we can't think of the name. It's like the kind of like tallest uh, building in central Seattle. So, so it's it's based in Seattle, and this headquarters, I I would say it's it's taller than most houses. It's like oh, it's a fair sized apartment building sort of size. So yeah. I mean, it's like I don't know, it's like fifty foot high and about thirty five foot wide, and, and it's bright pink. Yeah, bright pink, and it glows neon fucking colours out of the top of it. It's like a Willy Wonka building. Yeah, it, it, and somehow the masked mutant 
covered this thing up with a fucking curtain. Mm, yeah. Now, what I want to know, who did he have to go to to produce him a curtain which is 50 foot in length by 35 foot in width and also has the power of invisibility? Because that is the most magnificent tailor or curtain smith I've ever heard of. And don't say he made it himself. Because we know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> and he got it done in a day. In a day. In a day. In a day. So that's already a significant plot hole in this. It's like, <laughs> well, that loads. is just not... And there is fucking loads. But talking... I, I want to get to um, Skipper's parents. Oh, God. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, Skippy's mama and papa. <laughs> so I want to talk about his mum first. Because... His mum is lovely. Yeah, she every time she came on, there was like really nice music. Yeah, she's she's like she was just a bit ditzy. Yeah, she's a bit ditzy, but she's like she's really sweet. Like she she didn't mind Skipper like reading like comic books. In fact, she, at some time she seemed quite interested. Yeah. So like she was quite supportive of him, and she was understanding, and also she was a really pretty lady. So she was really just lovely and nice and sweet and kind, and then. In comparison, you have Skipper's dad, who who looks just like uh, <sighs> Marty McFly's father in Back to the Future, almost yeah, identical. Yeah, where Marty goes back to the past. Yeah. I, and I, he looks like a really shit... You, you pointing this out, it looks like a really shit Clark Kent. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Genuinely. But, I mean, the thing is, they have this, they have this kind of strange family dynamic going on, where obviously... Skipper's comic book reading or habit of reading comic books seems to be... Destroying the the family for some reason. (laughs) Yeah, for for, for like no apparent reason. It's like, the dad's just like, oh my God, Skipper, are you reading that again? It's going to rot your brain. And then the mum's like, oh, please leave him alone. He's just a comic book. It doesn't matter. And Skipper's like, but dad, I love comic books. And he's like, have I ever told you you're adopted? (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, Wow, but I mean, there's a seriously bad dynamic. This is this is one thing I wrote down, going straight from it. Right, as as we mentioned earlier, there is a point to remember that Skipper is quite overweight. So they're at dinner, and Skipper's, you know, starting to lose track of what's I think, real. I think this is like once he's been in the building and he gets shocked by this little thing. Yeah, as he walks in the, for the first time with Libby, has a little explore around the building. Yeah, we'll talk about what he finds there. But afterwards, he comes out and he's a bit thrown off by it well <laughs> you would be thrown off too if you found a picture of the galloping oh, gazelle gosh. wanking <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, all right so should we give some context definitely right so he goes into the into the uh, headquarters because he, he finds out if you walk through an invisible curtain that you see the building so the invisible yes. curtain only works if you're not going to walk past it yes so considering it's in a quite a busy place it's a in pointless open, fucking uh, thing, thing, isn't it? People will walk through it. It's pointless. Anyway, goes in, goes on an elevator, somehow flies down to the basement. And he wanted to go up. He wanted to go up, but... Yeah, but he went down. Went into a basement full of, um, like, 1990s computer noises. <laughs> <laughs> like, no computer has ever made that sound. No. Nope. I mean, I've got two PCs in my room, and if it had done that, I'd probably put a hammer through both of them. Yeah. I can imagine. And then, um, <laughs> so then he goes into the this room and he mm-hmm. finds a load of 
drawings of the Masked Mutant and comic book drawings. Yeah. Of obviously like prepping and getting artwork ready for the next issue. Mm-hmm. Then he finds one of the Galloping Gazelle, who, as we said, Adam West. Yep. So there's one picture of him just kind of standing there normally. <laughs> then he flicks back to another picture <laughs> and his hand is looks like he's holding his cock. Well, suspiciously in the groinal region yeah. I would say it was yeah. it was very weird but it was only there for a split second so we had to pause we watched this on YouTube by the way so feel free to go and watch it yep part one and part two are up there I I wholeheartedly recommend it kind of I was going to say do you recommend it because I probably don't but go we'll get, for it we'll that. <laughs> yeah. um, and then um, so he finds that doesn't think anything of it and then finds a picture of himself and he's like oh my god that's me what's going on yep Libby scares him Yes, by uh, having a cardboard cutout of the Mars Mutant. The Mars Mutant. Don't yeah. know where she found it. No, she in just fucking she basement. Just, she just walks in, scares him, and then um, then they leave. They just they yeah, just that, escape. That's don't they? kind of it. But they, then Skipper's kind of like traumatized when he gets back home, and I th- I think it's because like he's starting to question what's real and what's like if he's living in a fucking comic book, basically. Yeah. And so he's he's at the dinner table, and him. His mum and his dad are all eating spaghetti and meatballs. And he's there kind of playing with his food. And his mum's like, what's wrong, Skipper? You don't seem very happy. He's like, oh, I'm just not hungry, mum. And his dad just like pipes up instantly. And I have to read this. (laughs) His dad just instantly pipes up. He he just says, oh, shit, please. I need to find it. Um, He goes, Skipper, not hungry? Well, that's a first. Better mark it on the calendar. Mr. Psych, fuck me. What a burn Damn. of your own child! Damn, like that I mean, is that is cruel. The the dad has issues with Skipper. He really does. Yeah, he, he has. I mean, at one point as well, Skipper's like hiding under these covers with a a flashlight, and he's obviously like sneaking to read something, and he is reading his comic, and obviously the dad sees this cover like lit up by a flashlight, and he obviously assumes like he's reading those fucking comics again. I'm going to teach this kid a lesson. And he flies back the fucking, like, invisible curtain, whatever the fuck he's under. And lo and behold, Skipper's there reading algebra. And he's like, oh, my God, my boy, I'm so proud of you. That's fantastic. Considering this is, like, 11 o'clock at night. like, that's, Yeah, why would you, you know, be under a sheet with a torch yeah. or whatever playing, like, reading? <laughs> well... There are algebra. many. There are many reasons. In fairness, if if Skiffer is finally starting to, you know, discover his sexuality, then it's probably not the best cover up to keep an algebra book <laughs> with you, you know. But like, but then his dad's like, I was starting to get really worried about you reading those comic books. They'll rot your brain. Yeah, I, just, I don't and get it. It's, it's this constant but thing. It's, it's the way that so his dad scares him. Or he, he drops the book, so he's got the algebra book. And in a comic book, which is the same size as the algebra book, not width, like not thickness, but it's the same height, width, yeah. and yeah, height. yeah. Same inside it, he drops the the algebra book, and somehow it closes perfectly. That the yeah. comic book is completely hidden yeah. inside it. Yeah. How? Well, along with a, a fucking fifty foot invisible curtain. This is another <laughs> one of my big gripes. You know, it's like the the algebra book and the fifty foot fucking invisible curtain are serious, serious plot holes. 
Yeah, and I've just realised, mate, didn't you want to borrow some of my graphic novels and comics I've got up there? That's the point, I did. Yeah, well, I'll lend you them afterwards. I'll rot your brain. Lovely, <laughs> rot your fucking brain. That's the fucking, the fucking talk with the bus driver, though. Oh, Skipper, that was weird, Skipper's yeah. like daydreaming on this bus. and Well, uh, Skipper decides that he's going to go and have another crack at oh, the, headquarters. The, the mutants. Yeah, yeah. at the mutant headquarters. So he gets That's on the it. bus. At night. Yeah, go on, do you want to explain the bus driver? Well, he's like the last to get off this bus, so he he kind of goes to his stop, and he's just about to walk off, and the bus driver just goes, Hey, kid, this is a bad part of town. You've got to be careful. And Skipper's like, Yes, I will, sir. I will be be careful. And he's like, Okay, kid. Hey, you like comic books? He's like, Yeah, I like comic books. I like them a lot. You know they'll rot your brain, son. They'll rot your brain. And he's just like, oh, I'll try to be careful. And then as he's just turning to get off the bus, the bus driver just goes, hey, you better be careful. And then just like, the door <laughs> just kind of like, Arr! and the bus just like. Arr! It was then revealed that he was the masked mutant. The fucking bus driver. Yeah, the bus driver was the masked mutant. Was he? Yeah. I missed that. God, you were just you were too busy. <laughs> I, miss, I missed that. I seriously missed that. Your brain's already rotten. You haven't even borrowed in your mind I yet. No, fucking hell. Oh. Just, just from talking about comic books, talking about reading comic books, have rotted my brain. Damn. Oh, I'm so I'm so rotten right now. Yeah, how dare you? Was he really the masked mutant? Yeah, he was. Yeah, I'm sure he was. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? How did I miss that? I don't know, you're, that, probably, that, you're that, probably too busy laughing. That, that does explain why he was so creepy. Yeah, it explains why, but it's still weird. But then he drove away from his own headquarters. Yeah. And he was like, shit, fucking... I forgot to get off. Yeah, he's like, shit, I forgot to lock the door. <laughs> fuck, he's going to he's gonna walk right in. He's gonna ignore Which my, he did. He's going to ignore my sign about junk mail and everything. Yeah. He's just going <laughs> <laughs> to so stroll then, uh, and he won't wipe his feet. Fucking no, hell. No, bastard. Terrible house guest. So then uh, Skipper goes in. Yep. Don't really know how, but he then finds a galloping gazelle. Yeah, he was tied up in the basement, wasn't he? Yeah, he was just tied up, yeah. So he yeah. untied him. Yep. And then a galloping gazelle made a joke about his weight as well. Oh, God, he did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. did, yeah. Do it, do it. <laughs> God, this. I feel a bit sorry for Skipper, you know. Everywhere he goes, somebody makes a point of he's him like, being he's like, fat. He's like... You've got to get in shape. You're going to be a superhero, son. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Subtle, a subtle dig there by Adam Wee. Adam Wee. It's yeah. So that was quite brutal. And, and then, then obviously um, that whole thing happened that we we spoke of earlier, which is uh, they they kind of they had... made him run up. Yeah, because then Adam West, because he's the galloping gazelle, obviously he's super fast. So he sprints yep. up the stairs and he's sat there like in a chair for some reason at the top of the stairs. That's right. Because everyone keeps a chair at the top of the stairs in case you get tired. Of course. Sure. Yeah. So then. Skipper comes up the stairs out of breath, and then Adam West is just like, he said, took your time, or something like, yeah. he's just like a really bitchy comment. Yeah, yeah. He's like a 12 year old. He's not a very stairs. nice guy. No, he's considering not. Considering he's all. a superhero. No. But, um, yeah, so he's like, and this is where he, he starts talking about the chair he's sitting on is uncomfortable. Turns out that chair is the Masked Mutant, as we said earlier. So he sat on the Masked Mutant. Mass Mutant has some sort of kind of like crazy intervention, saying he's going to take over the world. Galloping Gazelle spins around for a minute, falls over, then says he's getting the hell out of there. And that's it. Yeah. And then uh, then it's up to Skipper to, to take on the Mass Mutant. Yes. And but no, actually, as the Galloping Gazelle runs away, Libby appears. 
Ah, uh, yes, Libby. Libby, out of nowhere, Libby's there. Yep, and the, and the Masked Mutant suddenly just vanishes. Disappears. Now, spoilers, yeah. spoiler alerts, if uh, anyone's going to go and watch this. Yeah, I mean... Don't listen for the next ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Libby is the Masked Mutant. <gasps> bom, 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 bom. God. <laughs> that was a big reveal. Damn, damn. I, I just didn't see it coming. Well, I I wouldn't have seen it coming if you didn't <laughs> read the whole fucking before we watched it. Steph read like a brief synopsis of it, and then was like, "Oh, the second <laughs> line of the synopsis was that." So I was like, "Oh, it's got to sec- happen pretty early on, then, right?" And it was like the last five it minutes. Was, it was literally the final reveal. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally like this is the plot twist. I of really, the whole I, thing. yeah, I really thought it was going to be like right at the beginning. Like, and it was no. supposed to show like Libby and him were friends for years, but no, <laughs> no it was yeah, it was the big plot point. So yeah, Libby is the masked mutant, and then and then basically the last ten minutes, or well f- five ten minutes something like that, is uh, Skipper and the masked mutant literally having a talking match. Yeah, basically, but the masked mutant has the best laugh oh god no it is ever. funny it i mean is great i don't think either of us could even begin to replicate no it. you need that if you're gonna go and watch it you need to watch it for that, that is there, is there a way of putting a snippet of it on in on the youtube video have i just caused you a lot of work yeah, you just caused me a lot of hassle there mate shit are you gonna put it in no oh okay go and find it go it's, and find it's it part two towards the end or, or if maybe it might be on youtube if you just type in uh mass mutant laugh could be because it is. It is I can like, understand why it fuck, would just be that. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Like it's just like insane, kind of like insane belly laugh. You know, take, but it's take, like it's constant. Yeah, take that typical mm. kind of like supervillain laugh, that kind of ha 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 sort of thing, but then basically amplify it by about 140 decibels, <laughs> make it the biggest belly laugh, and make it like 20 times more manic, as if this guy is like a schizophrenic with a fork. What? <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, I do. I know exactly what well, I'm ho- talking hopefully about. Hopefully the listeners know what you're talking about. I'm sure a few of them do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a few of them do. If you do, email in. Email in and let me know. Just say, I get it. I understand. I understand. I understand you. Cashgrabpodcast at gmail.com. Shit. Cashgrabpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Send so us let us in. know if, if you understand Tom. Yeah. Because I bloody don't. <laughs> <laughs> well... So basically, it's like, so then in between, like, states of manic laughter, they basically are just talking about, well, the Masked Mutant's basically just saying, I'm going to take over the world, you can't stop me, and I'm going to have to get rid of you. And then... To be fair, he doesn't tell us how he's going to take over the world, he just tells us he will take over the world. It's never revealed, is it? No. Never revealed. Uh, We just know he will. Yes, exactly. And of course, with a laugh like that, I think you could, I think you could take over the world just by capturing the hearts of millions. (laughs) I mean, he he would capture my heart. <laughs> so, oh no, no, there is another big reveal. Oh, the other big reveal is oh. that spoilers. When again. when Skipper, yeah, first went into the building, yeah, with Libby, yep, that little oh, electrical the beam flash, of light. the beam yes. of light thing, actually then copied his body. I don't know, and turned him into a comic would book character. Would it be like it just like it replicated his DNA? Yeah, and t- but turned him into a comic book character. Yeah. And now, that's why he started to see in a kind of comic book way. And Yes. So, he is now a comic book character. And as is the Masked Mutant. becomes the colossal elastic boy. 
Yes. So Colossal being the most apt word for a 12-year-old <laughs> boy whose weight is higher than his age. Oh, brutal. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like his dad. <laughs> well, he should have listened to his dad more, shouldn't he? Should have. <laughs> but then, um, so basically talking, they're, they're kind of just talking at each other. Yes. And then... And then he rev- and then the skipper reveals that he is what is, what is he called the colossal col- the colossal elastic boy. He doesn't say he's colossal elastic. He just says elastic boy for now. That's true. And then but everyone else calls him. Colossal. He walks up some stairs. Yep, waddles. And he basically says, <laughs> <laughs> and he basically says, "You can't kill me." So I'm then the fat. masked mutant, because <laughs> I'm made out of rubber or something. <laughs> so the masked mutant teleports up next to him. Yep. And then he says, well, how can I kill you if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, yeah, very polite. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then he goes, and then Skippers goes like acid, some kind of acid. He, he said, the only way you can beat me because I'm a comic book is to dissolve me in sulfuric acid. Right. Yeah. So then the Masked Mutant turns into acid. He, he, he decides to morph himself into sulfuric acid to, to melt then Skipper. melt Skipper. But obviously, because the Masked Mutant himself is a comic book character, and i.e. a comic book, he basically kills himself. Yeah. Literally. He fucking He dies. kills himself, and he just <laughs> melts into the ground. And that's it. That that was the death of the main that, villain. That's the end. And then, that's the end of it. Well, that's the end of the Masked Mutant. Yeah. But then, oh. we go back to Skipper's home. Oh, no. Once again, he's not hungry. But he's looking pretty colossal, isn't he? Yeah. And then his mum goes, you've got another comic book in the post. Yeah. Oh. Um, and then he's like, I don't want to read it. I'm done with comic books. Yeah. Uh, Who needs them? Then she realises some ink on his hand. So she grabs his hand and pulls him to the sink. Then he goes, fuck this. I'm watching TV. Yeah. And walks away while she's still holding his hand. And it starts stretching. Yes. That's when she looks at the comic book and it says colossal. The colossal elastic boy. And then it pans over to Skipper, and all of a sudden he's in the costume. He's in a costume with, like, uh, Adm- Admiral's shoulder pads. Yeah. And then just, like, a normal kind of, like, superhero costume with EB on his chest for yeah. Elastic Boy. And then he's, and he, he he's, does the manic he's laugh. Ah, ha, 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 It's like Tidus. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's like, like Tidus. Tidus. Ha, ha, ha. Ha. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's, and, then, and then that's the end of it. That is literally the Goosebumps. End. Yeah, and then it's and then it goes back to the awesome Goosebumps music. So, so, so it finishes and ends. It finishes and ends. Finishes and ends. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> it begins and ends in in spectacular fashion with the Goosebumps theme tune, because the Goosebumps theme tune is it's fucking a great cool. theme tune. Yeah. Um, did you ever watch a new Goosebumps film? No. No, I never did. I. I didn't even realize there was one. Yeah. Oh, no, who's new? A couple of years, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I've not. I've not at all. No, I didn't watch it. We either. should have. We should have maybe had a little, little view of that. Little peek at it. Yeah. Ah, well. <laughs> um, so we basically already revealed. So the, the usual trick is to watch it for half hour. Yes. This is two forty-minute episodes. We got to the half an hour. We're just like, let's just carry on for another ten minutes and just see it. Yes. So I'm not going to ask if you carry on watching after half an hour because we did. So instead, I'm going to ask. That's true. Would you watch it again? <laughs> well, you know what? I would watch it again if it was just me and you and we were very pissed. And it was just like, 
we we got pissed and thought this will be fucking funny. It's forty minutes of us just laughing at something. So you'd watch it again if you were drunk. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. But then only with people that like could actually understand what the fuck is going. On. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? It's like, and at the same yeah. time, I wouldn't watch it alone. Yeah, because yeah, that yeah. would be yeah. even more sad than showing it to people who don't know what's going on <laughs> and being like, "No, watch it. It's great. You have to watch." Yeah, it. exactly. I, uh, I don't know. I don't think I would watch it again. Maybe just I for do the understand. just for the masculine's <laughs> laugh, I might watch it again. Oh, it's fucking hilarious! After we've done uh, this episode, can we go onto YouTube and find we'll it? We'll find it again. <laughs> yes. Uh, have you got any more notes about the show? Um, I was just going over it, and I just I. There were a couple of things I I kind of put down as rough notes and I haven't actually pointed out. We've gone over the themes of them, but I actually think they sound a bit brutal. Um, Skipper is overweight and unloved by his father. Yep. Um, Skipper's mum is beautiful and understanding. I really liked her. <laughs> There's one thing I want to point out, okay. Libby is played by Melissa Baffery, who I've said here... She's a gorgeous child who grew up to be a beautiful woman and a singer. I love her. <laughs> Tom's listened to two of her songs already. I think she's absolutely fantastic. I'm not the biggest fan of her music, but I think she's lovely. I'm a bit enamoured by her. <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> Melissa. Uh, oh, yeah, she will be. She might be. She's not like she's not like mega famous. She she didn't do any more acting after this. She went... She went off the rails off the rails yeah not like that took not a like... lot of heroin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, she, she kind of went under the radar didn't do anything and then in her like 20s she kind of came came out as a singer and she's been singing ever since she's been singing her heart out and she bloody well loves it. but if you are listening or watching on youtube melissa then cashgrabpodcast at gmail.com and I'd be happy to talk. Just put your name as the uh, the what, subject title and Tom will be straight Just on it. Subject title, I was Libby, now I'm Melissa. Because that sounds almost empowering. God, that sounds like an autobiography, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it definitely does. Have, have a picture of like, you know, just looking sultry on the front of it. Or uh, optimistic. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Any other notes? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um <laughs> Nineties uh, computer sound. That was a. That was a. We I, did do. We I did, did do it. I did that in capitals. Uh, bad acting, even for children. Yes. Yeah, it was terrible. Well, I don't know. What, what did you expect? Something a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> Comic books used as a metaphor for porn. Yeah. So it did. The way they were telling him it's going to rot his brain and ruin him and blah blah blah. It did yep. kind of feel like that. Yeah. Like it was a, a porn mags rather than comic books. Yes. Because I don't understand how comic books are going to melt your mind. To be fair, I don't understand how porn will melt your mind. But if a 12-year-old was looking at porn, it probably wouldn't be the best for him. I suppose. So like, that's probably not good. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I guess, like, it's one of those things, like, if you're very young and all you watch is porn and you haven't had any sexual experience, then it's a bit of a warped view of sex. It's a bad view of but sex, But then yeah. I don't know how comic books can, like compare on a relative level to that no it's but like... that's that was the impression you got watching it yeah but i still don't understand why they're so bad no well uh, i i really don't think there are i do think there are worse things in the world i'm gonna have to get rid of all my films comic books my batman games you're, and you're, you're, you're gonna have to get rid of them in the like 
in a way as if they're like contraband. Like you'd have to have like a secret mass fire. Yeah. With loads, with loads of other people like turning up in trench coats, like throwing comic books. It's like, you didn't see me, right? <laughs> it's like <laughs> running away into the night. She's crying yeah. as you run away. <laughs> yeah. To oh, be fair, shit. I wouldn't want to burn Arkham Asylum. I couldn't do it to myself. Nope. I, I would never do that. No. That's sacrilege. Or Arkham City. Or Arkham Knight. I've, or I've, Return I've, to I've, Arkham. I, I, have, all. I have come round to actually Arkham Knight being fantastic. Yeah, except the Batmobile. Tank, no, no the I've, I've, actu- I've actually uh, learned to love it. Yeah? Yep, I've learned oh. to love it. Like, I, In fact, it's become my favourite. Really? Yep. Wow. I know, that's big news. It's taken over Asylum. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I still think Asylum's mine. Uh, it's, it's literally by a margin. But it's I, just because the Batmobile tank bits just get on my nerves. Yeah, I, very, do, I do like, get it. I, I thought, yeah, I, I like what you're doing, but you've done it too much. Have you completed it? I, I, I did before, and I've nearly completed it a second time. Yeah, so the final bit where you're just literally just in the Batmobile taking down these drones. I was just yeah. like, I'm bored. I want to be Batman. I want to be punching people in the face. And then Scarecrow, yeah. Scarecrow looked cool, but he, he didn't really do it, anything. In fairness, it is the best design they've ever got of Scarecrow. Yeah, he looks awesome, but he, done lot, he didn't really do much. The thing is, there's nothing like, like Scarecrow stand out like in Arkham Asylum. No, no, that's true. I mean, like the thing is, it's like he's he's used as like a prop villain because, like, at, at the beginning you think Arkham Knight's the prop villain and Scarecrow's the real big dog, and it turns out obviously it's after not, a while it's, the it's totally the other way around. Like yeah. Scarecrow's a total prop for the Arkham Knight. We should probably talk about this on a Batman episode. That's a good point. Let's uh, change over to the video game. Goosebumps. All right, the video. All right, so so we wouldn't carry on watching. Oh, oh no, we wouldn't watch it again. Uh, I don't think so. Unless you're severely drunk. Se- severely. Like stomach pumped drunk. St- I was literally just about <laughs> to say, I was like, to the point of where one sip would be stomach pump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stomach pump drunk or bust. That's basically it. Right, so the video game. Yes. It's again called Attack of the Mutant. Yep. It was on PC. Yep. Uh, and it was released in 1997. Yeah, so, so this, this is odd. Because it was it was just under a year, wasn't it? Uh, May, yeah. So it's just under a year. But the thing yeah. is, this is a really a really weird progression because the book was November ninety four, then the TV show was September ninety six, and then the game is May ninety seven. Yeah. So I find that really strange because usually when they're trying to capitalize on something, they do it in quick succession. Yeah. And like. When the first book was released, even if the book was a success, it took them two years to get the show out for a 40-minute, like, two-part special. And by that point, two years after the book, surely, like, the people that, you know, it's kind of fan-following surely had dissipated quite a bit. And then surely even more by 97 when the game came out. You say that, but I bloody played the hell out of this game. That's a point. That is a point. But anyway, and I've never seen the TV show or the book. No, <laughs> that is a point. But you're right. Maybe someone who loved the book would be bored of it by the time the game came around. Yeah, it's, it's... but then Goosebumps was massive for a long time, wasn't it? Yeah, no, seriously, long time. Yeah, like, up so... until up until the early noughties, it was like a really big thing. Like, so I can imagine it's still done pretty well. Yeah, no, you're 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 right. You're right. But anyway, to to the game itself and Steph, like I think you should start us off because you definitely have the, the level of experience i don't right so this game starts off nothing in fact you know what i'd say it's nothing like the tv show except from the fact it has uh the masked mutant yep uh you don't play as 
um, Skipper. No. You play, well, you don't, you, you're just a nameless child. Yes. Um, it so, has the Galloping Gazelle. Yep. And it has... Who the, is still voiced by... Adam, Adam West. Adam West. And it's still... Um, it's still the storyline of Mars Mutant wanting to take over the world. Apart from that, I'd basically say that was... It. Oh, oh, they are comic book characters and you're a normal human. Yes. Apart from that, it's different. Yes, definitely. Um, there's one thing we actually know or seem to know how the Masked Mutant is going to take over the world in this one. We actually do. And I have it written down. The Masked Mutant plans to change all significant landmarks into Lego. Essentially, he wants to turn them all into big Lego bricks. That's it. And that will take over the world. Yep. We don't quite know how, but the Masked nope. Mutant's got it all sorted out. Yep. He's got it sussed. It's 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 just one part of his master plan. Mm. Yeah. So this game's made by DreamWorks. Yeah, which is surprising. Yeah. To be honest, it's like a big studio. Were they were they big in '97 still? DreamWorks Studios. They but must apparently. Have been, yeah. yeah. Must have been. Um, I have to say, it's a great game. Bloody love it. So it starts off <laughs> starts off uh, with like a really bad video of the kid reading um, Attack of the Mutant, the comic book. Yeah. On the bus. Yep. He's uh, it's just so like kind of look. He looks around, looks down at his comic book, and then it goes in and it does like a computer generated uh, cutscene. Yeah. Uh, to give you a rough idea, you see the League of Good Guys. So I've got a little list here. You've got uh, the Galloping <laughs> Gazelle. Yeah. Dynamite. Di- who's dynamite? I don't know. I think it's her, but we we didn't get to her in the game. Dynamite. Dynamite. Flow. Who's the water woman? Water woman. Feedback. Who's the metalhead guitar yeah, man? Yeah, like rock and roll guy. Uh, the magnificent molecule man. Oh, he he. Oh, I didn't realize. Mm, that's <gasps> a big plot to us later on. God. Uh, we'll get to that. And Captain Bob. Oh. So fuck. the rollerblade woman isn't even. Uh, the rollerblade woman. The rollerblade woman must be dynamite. Then who's this? I don't know. And there's a it rollerblade looks like cat woman. woman. It could be Catwoman. It's called Catwoman. So they're all talking that the Masked Mutant's back and he's going to try and take over the world. Yep. Um, and they've got to stop him. Got to stop him. And then yeah. it goes back to real life. The kid looks up. And there's this guy on the bus. Yeah, I was, who, I was so glad you were going to talk about him. <laughs> he had a watermelon. It was quite a big watermelon. It was a fucking giant watermelon, yeah. And he, So he sits down with it at the beginning and then this clip... He's cradling he gets, it like a baby as yeah. well when he's sitting down. He is, yeah. So this clip, he gets up, walks towards the middle of the bus for the exit, stares like the kid, the camera, dead in the eyes Yep. and kisses his watermelon Yep. and then walks off the bus. Yep. And then the kid just looks back at his comic book. And it was kid, very keep, weird. Keep in mind, this kid must be around 10. Yeah. I mean, you don't do that. This, <laughs> this is like a 40-year-old man. You don't do that. It, I mean, even if you do have, you know, an obsession with your watermelon, don't subject don't children do that. to your watermelon. Never obsession. kiss your watermelon in public. And in front of children. <laughs> Never. I mean, there are some things you just don't do. It was that's, really weird. That's definitely one um, of them. So then it goes into another computer-generated cutscene mm-hmm. with the Mars Mutant getting angry, trying to take over the world. Yes. Uh, and you see the Mars Mutant, Root Rot, who's just a big plant man. What's that his name? Yeah. Root Rot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pinky Flamingo. Who you love. Oh, he's, he's my favorite. He's got the best... That's the music I'm going to put at the end of the episode. It's so good. It's, it's like so a, good. It's like 
like kind of New York gangster, isn't it? Yeah, like it's 19- New York gangster, 1950s. jazzy. Yeah. yeah, so good. Uh, Chinchilla. Did we see Chinchilla? No, we didn't see Chinchilla. Oh. Wartlock. Who the fuck? I have is no Wartlock? idea who that is. Uh, Zorax. The creature that appears from the elevator and printer room. Oh, that little uh, that, that big bug thing. Yeah, that Zorax. Yeah, and then various enemies. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they're all in a room. Well, they're not all in a room. Most of them in a room chatting about taking over the world. Um, yep. Molecule Man's getting very upset because he put um, Mass Mutant put Chinchilla as second in command, not yes. him. Yes. Um, so that's why he turns later on onto the good team. Yeah, apparently. So sure. I, I didn't get to see that. So oh, I mean, that's, it's, it was a big a, deal. Another, another Molecule Man. massive plot twist. Yeah, there. crazy. Um, so <laughs> then the kid then looks up and the bus driver's like, last stop, get off the bus. Yes. So the kid really, really slowly gets up and walks off the bus. I mean, this is, I mean, th- it the, took the, forever. The scene of just watching the kid step forward off to the bus. That was probably the most brutal bit of it all, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like a minute or two long, and the bus driver's just staring at the whole time, like, what the fuck this kid doing on my bus? <laughs> 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 so eventually he gets off the bus, uh, he looks up, and there's this big purpley building. Yes. By the way, the the transition because there's real life as yeah, he's getting off the let's bus. Let's make a point of that. And as yeah. the doors open up, like as they're opening, the middle of the doors is the computer generated, like is is the is the game. Yeah. But it's like as they're opening, when they're fully open, it's the full game. But for for 1997, it's such a smooth that transition. That looks really good. It does look awesome. And oh yeah, 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 we'll just say now the loading screens in the game for some reason are messed up. Very. <laughs> and I don't understand why. I'm not sure if it recorded it messed up, but when I was playing, it was definitely messed up. Yes. We'll see if it recorded it messed up or not. I'm not sure, but... Yeah, uh, yeah. if you're if, you know, if you're just listening to this on uh, SoundCloud or any other thing just through the podcast, then... Uh, I recommend just... Podcast Addict. Ooh. That's what I use to no- get all mine. Nice. Yeah, Podcast Addict. Fucking do it. Yeah. But we also do have a YouTube channel where we have our full podcast episodes with uh some footage not usually of the film not but usually, usually of, the of film, some ga- but... uh, gameplay basically yeah so um you'll be seeing uh steph having a play for a of a time <laughs> <laughs> yeah a hell of a time with attack of the mutant um so then what all right so then he looks at his comic book and it's the same building as the mass mutants headquarters mm. so that's the same as the, the tv show no, the, the, well, it, well, the uh, the concept of it, the building looks nothing. Oh, like oh, it. oh, yeah, yeah. The con the concept's the same. Yeah, but, the but I mean, nothing like it. No, no, no. Well, in fact, the whole kind of like the whole getup of it is different because, like, considering that kid's on a bus, so I mean, um, he must be in like a fairly developed part of the world. Yeah, for it to have a bus service, but then where he gets off is like in the middle of a forest. Yeah, at night. <laughs> He gets like hit by a swarm of bats as he gets off the yeah, bus. Yeah, it's okay. He so doesn't I mean, even flinch. No, so he's he's tough. He's not like old fucking Skipper. No. Or fucking Flipper, whatever his name was. It's Skipper, wasn't it? Skipper. It was Skipper. Right, so then he goes in and the rollerblade woman runs up to him and she's like, Hey, no, mate. you're our, our key to this because Mars Mutant knows how to take us all down, but he doesn't know anything about you. So therefore... You're the one that's going to save the world. In fairness, I just had a thought. It'd be very easy to take the League of uh, Friends, whatever they're called. League of people. Good Guys? League of, League of Good Guys down because Dynamite relies on her rollerblades. Twig on the floor. Done. Yep, done. Uh, 
whatever that guy, the rock and roll dude. Just put on some smooth jazz and he can't handle it. Smooth jazz in every room. Done. Pinky Flamingo, Fli- Flamingo yep. just walks past. <laughs> theme music goes off. Done. Feedback's gone, keep, isn't he? Keep them in a room together. Done. Feedback's dead. Um, Flo, I don't know what you could do with Flo. She's made of water, so... Freezer. Freezer. Done. They have a freezy enemy, don't they? Yes. I mean, this... Actually, the Masked Mutant isn't that clever. Plus, to the Rollerblade woman's point, yes. she says he doesn't know your weaknesses. Oh. Humans, we have a lot of bloody weaknesses. There's a lot of stuff that can hurt humans. Knives, guns, bricks, fire. churches, fire, um, deodorant, uh, tables. You're just you're just naming things in my room. <laughs> right? Guitars. <laughs> They can. Comic books. Comic books. Oh, God. (laughs) In fact, they're the worst. (laughs) Shoot me any day. (laughs) Don't want to melt my mind. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we we are flawed creatures. So, we're we're told to uh, save the world. So, it it plays as, like, first person... um, I don't know what the subject like. First person puzzle slash action? First person person puzzle adventure yeah i guess so yeah Yeah. uh it's bizarre (laughs) yeah i mean you can if if you go onto the youtube channel you can see it but Mm. it's basically like you go into a corridor you work out what room you're meant to go in go into that room something happens yes so who's the first it's it's that zorax it's the bug oh yeah the bug that takes forever to come down the corridor yeah so it might not even be down the corridor by this point in the video. I don't even know. It took so long. So basically, if you have watched or are watching Steph just roam around a room throwing a hammer around, literally this It's because this, I was waiting for happened. the bug. Is if w- the bug's already been there, then yeah. you've probably seen what we're on about. Yeah, so he, he was just waiting that time for that fucking Zorax bug. And then Tom was like, <laughs> you sure there's not something else to do? I, was, I kept saying, I'm, I'm sure this is all I had to do. Yeah. I'm sure all I had to <laughs> yeah. do was wait for the bug. And the bug just took forever to knock down the door <laughs> and then just threw a hammer at it and that was it um <laughs> it was somewhat anticlimactic for a spectator bit, yeah. <laughs> and then was it uh root rot root rot was next and then there's what, that root rot root root rot root rot rot root rot root him him plant <laughs> him let's call him plant so it was plant it was the plant next yeah and then what i had to like let so I was I, in I was in a I greenhouse. Don't get what happened. It okay. was weird, wasn't it? I was in a greenhouse. I picked up a rake. Yeah. And rather than like as you pointed out, rather than using the pointy end of the rake, I just hit them with the hit them with the fucking blunt side. The blunt side of it makes no sense. Hmm. It's like it's like it's like if the game gave you a chainsaw and like decided to wield it by holding the blade and swallowing <laughs> people with the handle. It's yeah. like it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to keep I had to keep bash him away but because but he's made of plants and he says uh, you can't hurt me with that rakes rakes are meant to like they can tear fucking plants to shit yeah they can rip them apart <laughs> anyway he doesn't care so I had to let bees in for a window but this I don't understand because that shed was on the side right of a greenhouse I was in yeah but then the window to the green so you came in right and it was on the right hand side of the greenhouse yeah right so when you went in, the window was on the left-hand side when you went in. So it's still... That window is still in the greenhouse. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So, like, the bees were already in the greenhouse to go after the plant, which is in the greenhouse with you. But then you had to open the window to let the bees into 
into, <laughs> into a shed to then for them to go back out into the greenhouse through the front door to then sting a plant. Yeah, it's a bit weird. <laughs> and it, and it gives you like a really weird smile as he fly, flies in as it's well. It's got a it? pair of teeth. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So they, they, they take care of him anyway because some reason he doesn't like bees. I don't bees. think they're stinging him though. I think they're pollinating him to death. So basically oh, he gets sense. fucked to death. By bees. By bees. Not the bees. <laughs> <laughs> um, then who do we have next? Was it Plink, Pinky Flamingo? It next? is Pinky Flamingo. The best music. I just had to grab a rat's tail. Yeah, he, he puts put, you he in puts slow you in like fucking... sand. Is that what he calls it? <laughs> yeah, because you die a slow, painful death. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh man, it's it's a good thing he's quite charismatic because he's not particularly bright, is he? <laughs> no, but it was like there was a fair few puzzle bits to it. Like one point, you find um, galloping gazelle in a he's he's in a pit he's in a painting. Yes, uh, but his body's white, and by this point, you've only seen him in a cutscene. Yes, so I mean, you should probably know he's green. I know he was green. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and then you find a slide. You see what colour he is. Find a paintbrush. You have um, to go out and look for like a green leaky pipe. Yeah, I want to know what that pipe's leaking with. Acid. Cool. Nuclear waste. Well, then that would be the death of him. Yeah. That should be a death of him. And Painted nobody him would know this more than, than Skipper. Oh, Skipper's a murderer. Skipper's a fucking freak. The bastard. <laughs> 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 so then you paint that in and then Galloping Gazelle comes out Adam West styly I wish I could do an Adam West voice but just just can't it's no, it's, it's one of those ones subtle. that you just can't pull off it's too subtle mm. yeah and then you rescue him it's just like very it's much the, like the, it's a puzzle it's, adventure yeah it's it's like a segmented game so like you you go to a certain area in that area is one task you finish that one task and it is time to move on to the next area. Yeah, then then the next door is just magically opened and you have yeah. to then go out and do so, something. So it's a very segmented and quite linear <clears throat> game. You yes, know? very, but very. Although, in a way, it's not linear because... There's all different pathways yeah. on the one on the level. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, it's in, in many ways, it's quite an open game in terms of like the path you can take. But at the end of the day, any path you do take is eventually going to lead to the one objective you have to do. Yeah, because like, the elevators are the main paths like the main routes between the different levels yeah if they're all shut then you have to do some of that level once you've done it one of the elevators will be open then you know you're good to go yeah that is literally it yeah that is literally that it. is literally <laughs> the game, yeah and you just basically keep solving these these puzzles and well i mean we didn't we didn't get to the end of it because we we like we stick to our rule we just yeah, half hour, hour play. we, we have our impressions but i mean the thing is, and I, I have actually seen you play this game before in yeah. the past. Yeah. And the thing is, is like I haven't, I don't think I've actually seen you complete it. Oh, I definitely, yeah, I have. Yeah. But the thing it gets is, weird. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, even in that just like brief half an hour you played it, it seemed to be honest like you're kind of getting near the end. No, you're not actually. Really? No, it's probably another half an hour because you have to go. To be fair, there's half an hour's worth just in one platform level. Yeah, because as we all know, first-person platformers are never a good fucking idea, are they? No, 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 no they're not. No. So there's one bit: this woman freezes you and shoves you in some. You end up in a hockey match with penguins. It's great. Sorry. Yeah, you end up in a hockey match, ice hockey, and there's loads of penguins. What the fuck? Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with the TV show. Maybe it has something more to do with the book. I don't know. 
this, but, this yeah. is the most eccentric supervillain in the world. You yeah. do know that. Then you have to like do these uh, platform level bits, mm. which took me about 20 minutes to yeah, get right the first painful. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's another section where this guy's keeping slaves and you're like, but they're not, they're like, not. Oh, fucking hell. Daddy's weird creatures and you end up killing him to save the creatures. It's weird. What the fuck? Yeah, it's weird. It gets weird. Um, something I did like though. Uh huh. The DreamWorks man at the window. Yeah. The little DreamWorks guy fishing off the moon. That's really cool. Like, at the, I told Tom that he's there. Yeah. But I couldn't remember where it was. And then he was just at one of the windows. You just see it. There's like two moons right next to each other. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like it's only on that level that the DreamWorks kid is in the moon. In any other, yeah. It's just chance, stars. It's either stars or just like a, a full moon like just glowing from yeah. the window one thing i did want to point out is that obviously this game is uh like kind of aimed at younger audiences we would say like as a 24 year old man i would say <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed so i mean like it's probably aimed at like kids the age of like the kids in the books like 10 for example i played it when say, I, was, I played it would you say younger actually no, I'd probably say 10. Yeah. Because the platform level is still a tough now. Yeah, no, that's true. But I I played it when I was around probably like six. Yeah, yeah. I think I got it. Well, it. It makes sense around that age as well, you know, like kind of in that five-year gap, like like five to 10, you know. Yeah. Like, or like six to 11, whatever, something like that. Yeah. But the thing is, one thing I'd point out, there's no tutorial. You get off that bus, you're in the place, and you're just meant to go. You've just got yeah, to go. Yeah, You're on, yeah. And the thing is, it's like, you know, you can like go into the menu and look at the controls and figure out how to work it out. But really, you know, it's it's kind of tough in that regard, especially if you're a kid. Like you might just be like, literally, what the fuck am I doing? Mm. And then your your mum will go potty mouth. Yeah. And then you're four. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't even said my name. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's like. You know, it's. I, I imagine it being quite relentless for kids, and but I mean, looking at it through the eyes of an adult, it's it's kind of it seems laughably easy, especially considering it doesn't seem like you can die. I mean, you do have to remember that I knew the way out of absolutely every single trap. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> like as soon as <laughs> I was in the slow sand, I just lose a look for the rat with a massive ass. Yes. What game was it where they? No, it was Hercules the. The, the film where they animated the arse too Pegasus, much on Pegasus. Yeah, we spoke about that on this rat, in our third episode. On this yeah. rat, they also animated that arse way too much. Yeah, I mean... It's rid- got a well sassy arse yeah, on this rat. It's got a giant sassy arse. But I mean, like, yeah, if you haven't watched episode three, please do. It's our Hercules episode. It's And yeah, uh, Pegasus is very over-animated in one particular one scene. scene yeah. So um, And yeah, so it was this rat. And this rat was, yeah, exactly the same. But this was also... A rat with a huge ass, which was the cause for Steph's salvation from yeah. slow sand. Slow sand. Slow sand. So basically, you had to grab the tail of a rat, a giant assed rat. That should be the species. Giant ass rat. Yeah, because you know, you know, they have the, like the Latin, and then they have the English. Yeah, yeah. So it should be like I don't know what the Latin rat name is, but I don't know. It's like Lu- Ratimus. Lupus. Lupus fatarsus. Perfect. F- perfect. <laughs> I think lupus is a dog, though. Doesn't matter. Okay. Okay, lu- lupus fatarsis. But then English is the fatarsed rat in Papua New Guinea. All the weird shit comes from Papua New Guinea. 
It does. Guinea pigs? Yeah, guinea pigs are quite weird, aren't they? Exactly. Boom. Yeah. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> nah, guinea pigs, you, you, you won the argument with guinea pigs. Imagine if you were saved by a guinea pig. Didn't have a tail. Couldn't do doesn't it. Have to, yeah, they just squeak you, just it, you. You just go out to grab the guinea pig, it's just like, <laughs> just like, and just drag it into, Pull it into, the, the, drag it into the slow sand. Oh, oh. it's like oh, the episode no. of The Simpsons, you know, Homer travels back in time. And he's like in. Uh, oh, with the toaster? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's like trying to avoid like touching anything. He's like, mustn't touch, mustn't crush, made it. And then he just sits down and crushes that giant fish that like, like steps That's out of the water. That's just stepped out onto the, yeah. water, onto the like, land, yeah. Oh, I wish, I wish I hadn't killed that fish. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking love that. But yeah, sorry, sidetracked. Yeah, so, um, I mean, the, the kind of like. What's the what's the word? The kind of like the setup for the game, like the the gameplay, isn't like I mean it's aged terribly, but for the time, considering there are lots of these kind of like first person adventure games, like PC games as well. Yeah, these were all very specific <clears throat> to the PC, and you know yeah, I yeah. would add this isn't exclusive to the PC. Um, at the time, it probably stood up as kind of like competitive to the others. Like I remember, I remember there was a game which it was it was like adult, like it wasn't like kids one like this, but it was the same backgrounds and environments and stuff. You know, it's like Doom. No, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, did you ever play a game called Azrael's Tear? I've heard of it though. Yeah, I mean, like it's the same kind of like first person puzzle action adventure sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot darker, and it was kind of from what I remember, I played it as a kid. It was really weird, but I mean. The whole kind of setup of it and the gameplay is obviously very similar to this, and so at the time, I imagine it held up as a pretty kind of solid game, yep. gameplay wise. But obviously today, hasn't aged well. You know? Yeah, yeah it hasn't yeah. aged well. Although I can see fire in your eyes because you're like, I'll defend this game oh, to the last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has no faults. <laughs> um, no, it, I, I would say this game. I'd say the gameplay hasn't aged very well at all. No. The graphics. Have But the thing is, well. in some places, like, I the mean, considering it's, they're like cell shaded sort of cartoon. Yeah, it's, and... it's the kind of graphics that you can't really fuck up. Like, they don't. Yeah. Age. It's like The Wind yeah. Waker. Yes, yeah. Looks timeless. Yeah, it like always the new looks Zelda good. as well will look timeless. Yeah. We'll look back at Breath of the Wild in like 20 years and we'll go, that's still a good looking game. Oh, yeah, 100%. Whereas, like, at the moment, Horizon Zero Dawn is a good looking game. But in 20 it, years' it time. It won't age. Yeah. We might have graphics then where we're like, God, that looks like crap. You know what? It's, like scary. When you... it's scary to think that. Yeah. Like, have you have you seen the trailer to the new um, Crash Bandicoot remaster? No. So they've got that. And then there's a bit where they go, like, so they show you the new one. You're like, oh, yeah, I always remember it looking like that. And then it pans to the old one. You're like, fucking hell. It's weird, <laughs> That is isn't bad. It? It's weird, isn't yeah. it? It's so crazy. I'd, I'd say that this, it looks all right still. No, I mean it, it. It does for the for the most part. It holds up, especially in like the kind of cut scenes with like the cell shaded graphics. Yeah, looks absolutely fine. It's fine, yeah. I mean, like the corridors and kind of like the kind of like JPEG flats and stuff like that. Like, yeah, ov- obviously that's that's bound to. Age. It was just the time, wasn't it? Exactly. But on the whole, yeah, I mean, like I think the gameplay, like not the greatest to today's standards, but it holds up for what it is. Yeah, the graphics. By by no means is it bad for the time, and in some cases it's actually still held a bit of a charm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the only thing that I say we would, you know, in talking with comparisons, this doesn't compare to the film or the TV episode. Sorry, no, it's 
totally totally different it's totally off the cusp and it's its own entity and i think that's a good thing yeah definitely yeah because if this went for the tv episode it would be boring jesus fucking christ the only good thing in it would be libby (laughs) libby isn't in this no, Libby's not in this. Well, is... technically she is, because she is the masked mutant, after all. Oh, fucking hell. Oh. Shit, layers upon layers. Damn. Damn, son. Layers <laughs> upon layers. Well, I guess then it's time to say, is Goosebumps Attack of the Mutant a cash grab? No. Why? Because I love it. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. No, no. I'd For fuck's sake. I I'd predicted say... this an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> when I suggested we do this game, you predicted it. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd say it genuinely isn't. Because it's got basically nothing to do with the TV show. That's true. It's, it's completely its own thing. Yeah. So they must have been working on it for a while. And they probably They might have started after the TV show. Yeah. But... It's his own storyline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's his, It's got like its own voice acting and everything. It's not got anything to do with the TV show. For all we know, it might have something to do with the book. Yeah. So if it's the same, if it's the exact same plot as the book, then I could I could easily be turned insane. Yeah, it's, it's a cash grab there. Yeah. If any of you listeners do know that, uh, let us know. Yeah, by please the way. let us know. Yeah. 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 But if it's if the book's completely different again, and mm. then this is its own thing. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a cash grab. Okay, no, that makes sense. Um, there's one thing I want to pick out just quickly. Go for it. You mentioned voice actors, and I saw if you if you go back onto that page where it had the voice actors. Yep. Um, for the so game, you see here, yeah, James Belushi. I know that name. I've heard of that name as well. Should we? Can we quickly type type in James Belushi? Because James Belushi is the voice the of the Masked mutant, mutant in this game, and I'm sure I know. Oh. Um, he's a younger bro- going to the movies and films he's done. Sorry, we're well, just... this is coming up with Jim, Bel- oh, James Adam Belushi. Yeah, 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 Jim Belushi. I recognise him. Oh, he's in Little Shop of Horrors. Shit, it's Last it's, Action it's Hero. Fucking Jim Belushi, Last Action Hero. Fuck. No. So, so Jim Belushi or James Belushi is the voice of the masked mutant in the video game adaptation of Attack of the Mutant. How fucking crazy. And obviously Adam West's in it as well as the galloping gazelle. Yeah, Jesus Christ. So, so they, they had a bit of a budget for some like names. Some big names. Know? Damn. That's crazy. But any, anyway, I mean, sorry, I, I did get distracted because I just, I just kind of struck me again. Oh, hang on. Michael Donovan. Michael Donovan. I'm sure I've heard of that name Captain as well. Bob. Captain Bob. Uh, no. No, just, I haven't just heard of him. Just a voice actor. Just a voice actor. No, I don't know where I got that from. But no, I mean, damn. I mean, in terms, in terms, of my thoughts of it being a cash grab, I would say a hundred percent no. And yeah. one of my no, uh, one of my main reasons would be the the cycle of what it is. Like we said earlier, the book was released in ninety four, the TV series uh, or the episodes ninety six, and then this in ninety seven. With a cash grab, usually it's like they're trying to play off the popularity of something quick. Straight away, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, 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 I mean, like, over the space of kind of like three, to be honest, close to four years over the whole space of development, like, you know, people would still be into goosebumps, but nobody, I don't imagine people would be fixated on just Attack of the Mutant. Like, I can't imagine. 
Because there were so many episodes and books and... Exactly. That's the thing. So I can't imagine a kid reading Attack of the Mutant. I don't think it was our most popular one. No, no. Like, I I, I certainly don't recall it being, you know, one of the big ones. I never even heard of it before you having the game when we were, like, younger. Yeah. No, I'd never heard of it before I had the game. No. And that's the thing. So, I mean, it it doesn't play off the tropes of a cash grab because... It, it doesn't play off its popularity whilst it was in the height of its popularity. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's kind of just playing off the fact that it's, you know, goosebumps. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that's for the reasons of it being a cash grab. I would say it just, it just saw the fact that it's, you know, it's one of the stories that it could adapt relatively easily into a game. And hopefully give it a new storyline if the book's nothing to do with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say it's a cash grab at all. And would I play it again? I've never played it. But to be honest, I would like to. <laughs> I'd like to give it a go. <laughs> and I know you're going to say 100% yes. Well, the fact that I still have the disc and I still have it installed on my <laughs> PC kind of shows that yes, yeah, I would play it again. Yeah, true. That's evidence enough. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I guess that wraps it up for episode five. God oh, damn. Hopefully oh. we'll have Adam back for episode six. Yes, I do hope so. I do hope so. And if he is, he has to reveal to us all of the exploits of Hercules in colour. Yeah, what's he got? Hercules, oh, maybe It sounds a bit like Hercules on ice. Hercules in colour. Hercules in colour on ice. Hercules on ice in colour. The, game. the video game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's got to reveal to us all of the Hercules for the Game Boy Color work he's been doing and give us a hell of a welcoming back song. He's got to give us a welcoming <laughs> back song. It's, I don't know where you're going with this one, It seems so mate. right in my head. <clears throat> it's, it's not. Oh, I know. I know. Anyway, until Thanks episode six. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I'm not going to say I've been Tom, so I'm just going to say Tom. Steph. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Bye.